I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my blog, where it's both my mission and pleasure to highlight my creative journey, to give you specific takeaways, to give you inspiration, all in the hopes that your creative journey is a little bit easier than mine, perhaps. Now, before I fully get into things, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So, the bulk of last week, uh, a big chunk of it was put into um, writing grants, specifically film grants to try to get funding for my feature film, In Search of Sunrise. And what a process that was. I mean, so many film grants were written um, and each one asked very specific questions. They are similar enough and yet different in terms of the answers that they're requiring that you can't just kind of take what you have pre-existing and alter it for a specific grant that really is writing custom uh, custom text for everything. And there, you know, I would say on average, each film grant probably has at least like 20 questions. Um, and by 20, you know, you're kind of having to like write an essay for each question. So it's, it's a very rigorous and arduous process, rightfully so. I mean, if they're gonna give you a sizable amount, then one would expect that that they vet you properly, right? So, um, so that was a large chunk of, you know, what I spent my free time on last week. And it's kind of funny looking back on it because, you know, you do enough of these, there's kind of ones that because of the pandemic right now, they're on hold and other such stuff. So, you know, you kind of have to look everywhere you can for the various film grants that are out there that might be applicable to one's film. You know, you don't want to be signing up for stuff that doesn't make sense. For example, there was film grants that I saw that, you know, you had to kind of talk about why your movie was a non a piece of non-commercial work. And it's like, well, I don't think mine would qualify for that, right? Because it would be a piece of commercial work. So um, it's like, okay, cool. Right. So you, you kind of have to do a little bit of vetting in that sense. And, you know, then you just kind of see what's out there. But, uh, you know, the, the good news is when you search, you can find right when you spend the time, there are plenty of opportunities out there to get funding, you know, potential funding. Now I say potential funding because it's ironic. I was talking with um, one of my friends this weekend and it, it, it's almost like sometimes the more you do the work and you go through this action steps, uh, the more like imposter syndrome kicks in where like, you know, you do all this work. Um, I, I've kind of talked about it in, in weeks past about going to full court press, right? Trying to anywhere and everywhere that I can to get this funding. That's what I'm going to try to do, obviously within reason and so forth. But nonetheless, you know, really just going for it and not being afraid. And, you know, then after having done, and not that this journey is complete in any sense, right? There's still many more people I have to reach out to. Uh, and certainly the ones that I've reached out to I have to hear back. But it's, you know, the large number that I have reached out to 
you know, it's going to take weeks, if not months for some, you know, certainly the, the film grants to respond, right? Um, submissions are open for some of these, you know, till like, let's say, uh, beginning of June. And so that means in June, they'll start to actually read through these. So I won't hear back for quite a bit, but that weaning period, right, introduces like this imposter syndrome where you're like, that was stupid. Why did I do that? Of course, then I'm going to select it. What's the point? You know, why did I just put myself through this? It was just so much work and it's all for nothing. Um, and I don't know. You kind of just have to hear that voice out and be like, okay, I get you. Well, you know, hungry mouths don't get fed or whatever other cliche you want to, you know, just acknowledge the voice that's there and continue kind of on. And I think that's the best that you can do sometimes. Um, Cause I don't know. I, it's interesting. I don't think um, at least in my life yet, it hasn't been avoidable, uh, but I try to acknowledge it and just say, you know, that's fine, but you know, what's the alternative, right? So, because the alternative is, you know, operating at a place of what I would call creative fear. And in fact, uh, a little bit of last week was a, um, I saw examples of that in some of the responses um, I did get, you know, there was somebody who said like, Hey, I really love the idea, but it might be wiser to uh, do it as an audio drama instead. And then kind of build from there, you know, have you considered that? And I was like, well, given that the title's in search of sunrise, uh, you know, how do you dramatize the sun through audio, right? And not only that, I mean, it's very much written to be visual. So maybe it could work as a comic book, maybe it could work as a book, but it was intended to be a movie. And so, no, I, you know, I said, no, I don't think it works as, as an audio drama. But I, interestingly enough, I was kind of, you know, I talk with the various mentors in my life and, um, or just people that I really respect. And, and um, you know, there were a few people like, you know, what if you did turn it into an audio drama? Maybe there's an opportunity there for that. I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm just, I'm just really not interested in that, you know? And, and it does kind of showcase to me, like, yeah, even, even the people that I respect sometimes do operate from a place of uh, fear. You know, it's not that it's, um, that their advice isn't well-intended, but they don't want to see you suffer. And so, um, sometimes they give you this, let's call it the smaller advice, right? You know, the advice that doesn't necessarily go for the big, bold ambition. I think we all need to stop that. You know I mean? Listen, if, if I'm going to fall flat on my face, I'm going to fall flat on my face, but at least I'll have gotten farther. I'll have learned something and so forth. And I think that goes for any creative, like, you know, um, what are we so mortally afraid of in terms of failure? Right. Um, it's, I mean, how many things have been proven that failure is a necessary step forward to success, right? In all aspects, right? Scientifically speaking, um, you know, developmentally speaking, like everything, right? And so why, why are we so hesitant against that? I just don't know, right? And the only thing is like, it's, it's fear, right? We just can't accept that we would fail because society is like, deemed the F word as this end all be all, which is stupid. Um, but interestingly enough, it did get me to thinking about an audio drama. You know, I was in the back of my mind, I've been toying with this idea that I wanted to write in terms of what, what would be or could have been my next novel. 
I was like, you know what? It's a fun idea. It it would work enough. Let me let me really kind of develop this idea and see if I can come up with a ten episode season one uh, version of this idea for an audio drama, and then bring that back to the friend that said, you know, that it should be an audio drama because that's something more in his wheelhouse and he could help with. So I'm like, okay, let me let me really fast track this. And so over the weekend, you know, uh, I or over the course of like last week in general, I really wrote out the characters, you know, cause that was kind of step one is really hammering down, you know, who are these characters? And then I started outlining the, um, the, the story itself. Right. And, you know, so the way I'm looking at it, so it's I, I, in theory, 10 episodes and I want to have two acts in each episode. Right. So that's kind of how I broken it, 10 episodes and then act one of, you know, each episode, then act two and doing it that way. So, you know, I was kind of going through it. I got as far as episode six um, so far, Uh, you know, so still kind of need to finish up um, the rest of the episodes, but, but getting there. Right. And I obviously have an end goal in sight and, you know, I don't know necessarily how good it is, but um uh, that, that's kind of the interesting thing about it, right? Is, um, you know, and I think like every writer will have a similar sentiment to this where, you know, in your mind, every story is perfect, right? The dialogue is crisp. That pacing flows better than a, uh, a stream of water down a mountain in spring. You know, um, the, the, there's plot twists at every page and so forth. It's so riveting that the that the audience member can't let go of what's there. They're just fully engaged, you know. Their heart is pounding when it needs to pound. They're crying. They're laughing. All that jazz, right? And yet, when these ideas go onto the page, the page kills the, the magic of this idea. And, of course, it's ultimately facetious and, and um, being funny about it because of course, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, the idea that was in your head wasn't as great as you thought. And the only way to actually get it to be good is to put it to the page, the proverbial page and really sculpt it and work it. Right. Um, it's really about, you know, writing is as much about the provision process as it is writing, you know, um, really great art and great storytelling comes from, you know, really rigorous revision process. Just no doubt about it. So, you know, in that sense, uh, that's why I only got as far as like episode six. And, you know, for the, I I have to, I'm not going to judge what came before it. I think it's, um, you know, it is what it is. Let me just get to the end. Um, because it's, it's too easy to be critical in this part of the process. Let me just get to the end. And then once I have something, then I can build on that and really go, okay, this doesn't work, but this works. Let me change this up, yada, 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 right? Um, it's a wacky idea. It's like it's like uh, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett's um, Good Omens meets Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with a little bit of Time Bandits slash Monty Python uh, for good measure. Right. So it's it's definitely zany and, and, and satirical. Um, and I'm kind of going for it in that sense. And, 
you know, it's definitely not going to be for everybody, but um, I think the people that are into the Austin Powers, South Park, and, and all that stuff will certainly appreciate um, something like this, or I hope, right? That would be the hope. And this is going to be, you know, it's exciting in that sense where, you know, I think it'll it'll be some work, definitely, for sure. Um, but I'm excited to venture into this. I've had a lot of respect for audio dramas. I listen to a lot of them. Um, and I think they, they are very underappreciated. And so it'd be really cool to step into this and, yeah, you know, work with a lot of my actor friends, you know, cast them into these various roles and, and tell a story, you know. Um, and this will be my first time kind of telling a story uh, more long uh, I think ultimately, you know, given the length, um, you know, the story itself will be like two and a half hours if you were to binge it. You know, I mean, it's just a best guess at this point in time, but roughly about that. So, you know, a little bit longer than, you know, a typical feature length film, you know, not including like the Marvel ones and so forth, but um, just in general. Um but nonetheless, you know, it tells it's, it's it's a very involved story and and whatnot, you know, and then kind of having a cliffhanger for each episode. So that's kind of a new um, experience for me in terms of having to think about that. Um, and also, you know, building to this satisfying climax at the end of this season, but also leaving it open that there could be a season two and beyond. Right. You know, that's part of this exercise. So um, really looking forward to it in that sense. Um, and and we'll see, you know, we'll see kind of once I assess how good the idea is, how good the outline thus far is once I finish up the, the all 10 episodes. You know, let's say. The other thing that I've been continuing to do is just revise some chapters in um, my nonfiction book, you know, updating Master Mental Fortitude. Um, really trying to kind of just, just give it a polish. Not that it's necessary, but nonetheless, um, you know, I felt, I don't know, I was just kind of compelled to it. It's, it's this weird relationship I, I have with it where on the one hand, I love it because I'm rediscovering the words I wrote and I'm like, this is some really good stuff. On the other hand, I, I loathe it because I'm like, you know, in a sense, it is kind of going backwards and things like that. But, um, you know, just trying to, trying to do, do right by this work and, you know, just give that update and, and then I can move on to new stuff. Um, so I've been kind of working on that. And then it's interesting, you know, um, this whole like book publishing world, um, just in the past, let's say year, um, I've really kind of started to get a better grasp on things, right? And I was actually talking with one of my friends uh, yesterday and she had written a draft and, you know, she kind of said, yeah, um, she kind of submitted uh, uh, to someone that she knew and they requested, um, you know, the manuscript. And she's like, oh, shit, um, I only have like a first draft of it. Like, it's not, you know, it definitely needs to be polished up. Um, so it's a kind of trial by fire in that sense. Um, you know, we talked and I gave her some advice and, you know, I said, like, I'm here for you if you need me, you know, I'm happy to guide you. And she's like, no, definitely. I don't want um, continue to pick your brain and stuff like that. So I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's really cool kind of that I can have that experience, you know, certainly by no means am I like a, you know, published author in the traditional sense, you know, um, and certainly, you know, in 
I doubt that like my novel would be a New York Times bestseller, but nonetheless, you know, that doesn't mean I don't have something to offer, right? Um, at least from my experience, kind of really getting started breaking in and you know, the whole idea of rejection um, throughout until you find kind of um, the few agents and publishers that, that really see the value of your work, right? And, you, you know, kind of part of when I talked about the film grant stuff for my, my film, you know, part of that, what I was alluding to is this idea that, um, you know, there, there's obviously a similarity of I'm having to send out all these things. And, you know, for all, most of them, the response will be a rejection, much like with my book. Um, and it's not that there was anything wrong with that, but I just know how arduous and long process that was. And so, yeah, it's like, am I mentally <laughs> prepared for that sort of journey? You know, I very much don't, I, I don't like things to be outside of my control. Um, you know, with my first feature film, it was something, you know, I had to take a leap of faith and, and get people on board, meaning, you know, my friends to come on as crew and actors. But, you know, once that happened, that like convincing them and, and really wrangling them, that was within my control, right? And filming it and editing it was all within my control. Uh, in Search of Sunrises, it's not outside my control or it is outside my control, right? Even, even on a smaller scale budget, I can't make the movie without some help. And, um, you know, that's a, that's something that, you know, perhaps my ego just can't get a grasp on, but I just have to accept it and just go along for the journey. Right. Um, going back to books, um, I've been, uh, slacking, for the past couple of months on, on a film book. It's a, it's a book based on me making my first feature film. And it's, you know, partly it's autobiographical, but it's really, you know, using those experiences as jumping off points, you know, for various lessons to be able to teach to other filmmakers and inspire them to just go out there and make the movie they want to make right with the friends that they have. And, you know, I've, di I've dictated into um, a microphone, the various chapters and gone, gone through that, right. I have an outline, so I've, and I've dictated chapters, obviously, you know, what I've dictated very much needs a polish, but I was talking with a friend of mine who is experienced in the publishing world. And I said, you know, um, should I write the book or can I just go to a publisher first and say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. You know, is this of interest to you? And, you know, I, we kind of came to the conclusion, like maybe a hybrid, maybe a sample of a couple of chapters that are really well polished and a, and a detailed outline along with a query letter, you know, um, and, and then, you know, if they do like it, um, they can see the sample chapters and if they want to really continue for it, then I would write the rest of it. Not that I won't write this book, but, uh, you know, it just, it would give me some mo more motivation if there's somebody kind of in, in within the marketplace, let's say, that's interested in it, you know, that just gives me a little bit of extra motivation than just writing it completely on my own. And then, you know, knowing that in the back of my, my, my back pocket, I can definitely, you know, self-publish. But, um, you know, going through the process, I don't know, it's just, it's just a little bit different when 
when someone kind of validates you a little bit at the start of a journey rather than, you know, once you've gone through the journey and now you're like, Hey, I made this product. Um, do you like it? No, no, no. Right. <laughs> so I'm trying to just kind of mix things up. And the last thing I'll talk about is like creatively. One of the things that I'm kind of pondering, you know, I just, it's this weird in between time where, you know, I've got kind of things going, but I'll, at the same time, it's like, you know, what, what is my next move? You know, what do I commit to? Obviously I want to make the audio drama and things like that. And, Part of it is, you know, um, just in thinking about things, I'm, I'm probably like starting to bite off more than I can chew. But I don't know, you know, just the, the film making uh, monkey on my back just wants to uh, wants to make a movie, you know, and maybe it's in direct reference to In Search of Sunrise and not being able to control that. So I'm trying to like just desperately find something that like I can control in terms of that space, right? The filmmaking space. So I've been thinking about, you know, like, what can I do where, like, I take a couple of friends and we go for, like, a week to, like, let's say, like, Tahoe or some other destination and just, you know, knock out a whole movie within that time period, right? Film it and kind of like we did, you know, it's not one-to-one, but, you know, similarly, like, how we did my first feature film. So I'm kind of kind of thinking about that, but then, of course, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, that means I have to develop a whole new story. And do I have another story in me? You know, because I'm also trying to develop this audio drama, um, you know, and, and whatnot. So it's like, you know, can I find something within the public domain that I can adapt and, and whatnot? And would that work? So, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see how kind of all this goes. But, um, you know, this is just kind of some of the stuff that's been in my head. Um, you know, that I've been kind of processing and working through. Anyway, um, I hope me sharing all this stuff helps you in some sort of way. As always, if you have any questions or thoughts of your own, please comment down below or hit me up on social media at PhilSvitek. Happy to converse with you. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your uh, day and life to you know, see what I'm up to. It really does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you, and hope to see you next time.